um, as I was meditating uh, on this message, it, it, it seemed like that God just kept on saying, just, just tell the story, put all the pieces together. And, and I know that I can't put all the pieces together, but allow me to at least give an overview of what it's really all about. Too many of us just keep Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem. <laughs> and we, we really don't see the magnitude. We really don't really see the beginning and the end of it. And I'm not even sure if I can, matter of fact, I know I can't lift it up as high as it should be, but allow me just to try to put the picture together. As a matter of fact, you know, I, wasn't, I don't know what I'm going to do is preaching, but you know, I was in children's church for about seven years. And what I discovered in children's church is, is I had to become a storyteller to catch their imagination. I would, I would be down there sometimes with 30, 40 kids, sometimes by myself, and, and, and unless I caught them on the edge of their seat with storytelling, there was no church in children's church. <laughs> we was having uh, all sorts of problems because it's hard to control all those children by your, but, but, but when the anointing and then when the storytelling was that good, I had that many kids on the edge of their seats because everybody loves a story. <laughs> and, and the problem is, is that even sometimes we as grown folks don't even know the story. And it's the greatest story. How can I say this? I'm just going to say this. We should make what Jesus did, the Savior of the world, bigger than any other story that's being told around this season. <laughs> the excitement shouldn't be about other things, even for our kids. And if, and if we really come hold of the story, oh, what a story. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follow as his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came, she was found, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit, Mark of the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus, her husband, being a just man and wanting to, not, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly because he loved her, but this wasn't his child. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, because his bloodline traced back to King David. Do not be afraid to take thy, to take you marry your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. 
she will bring forth a son and you shall call him Jesus, or in Hebrew, Yahshua, which means Savior, for he shall save his people from their sins. Underline that. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled. That means it was already prophesied. That it was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and you shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hallelujah. 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 Father, even now, just allow me to tell the story. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God has not spoken to the children of Israel for over 400, many say 450 years. And everybody is expecting something because the Jewish people know that God had prophesied in the Old Testament that he's going to do something. Man is desperately in need because we are sinful, but God is holy. Did you know, you know, some people say this, that, that God can't touch us because we're sinful. The truth is, if he touched you without something bridging it, you will burn up. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. It's not that he can't touch you. It's that we can't be touched because he is holy and we are sinful. Even at your best, you need a savior. God had to justify his holiness by judging sin, which means that all of us, before we accepted Jesus, mercy kept you. Did you hear that? Before you came into grace, it was the mercy of God not giving us what we deserve. Uh, y'all don't hear me. Uh, let me speak to somebody who don't. That's right, I'm supposed to be telling the story, right? I went in to preach Let me do both. The story of this baby is so impactful because if he had not come as a baby, there would be no forgiveness of our sins. The whole eternity, the whole, the whole, the whole existence of man is pinned on this baby. Without this baby, God would have destroyed all of us. Because there is no forgiveness of sin. This baby is not just a baby. Watch this. This, 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 this is beyond understanding. It was God becoming one of us. Emmanuel. God wrapping himself, the incarnation of God becoming a man. Being born as a baby, fully God, but yet fully man, to do for us 
here Joseph is, and Joseph is saying, my wife is pregnant. She'd been gone for about three months because she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, and she comes back, and her stomach is sticking out. What would you think? (laughs) I'm sure she said, I haven't been with nobody. I'm sure she said, an angel, what would you think? Watch this, watch this, watch this. There are always signs of the Old Testament of God doing something that is a symbol of what he's going to do. Abraham and Sarah, she's being 90, he's being 100, and they have a child even though her womb was dead and he was dead. Miracle. Some scholars believe that even her cousin Elizabeth, even though she's pregnant with John the Baptist, that this baby at six months haven't moved and is dead in her womb. And when Mary walks into the door and salute her, the baby leaps and comes back alive. Miracle. God was saying, look at Bible. God is saying, I'm going to do something that you've never seen before. Because unless I become one of you, there's no hope for you. Unless I do for you what you cannot do for yourself, I'm going to have to destroy you. I have to balance out my love for you and my holiness. And it's wrapped up. I wish I had a baby. Just imagine a baby in a manger and it's all wrapped up in this baby. Your salvation, your life, all your blessings, God's mercy, God's grace is on this baby. My question is, have we lost Jesus at Christmas? Have we minimized, because the world has, have we minimized Jesus and made everything else big? And if we're not careful as the church, if we're not careful as God's children, what we're going to do, we're going to follow the trend of the world and minimize the greatest story that ever been told. Why would this baby be born, become one of us? Well, it goes back to Genesis. Adam is our representative who was supposed to stand up against Satan and had the power to tell Satan, get behind me. And as Adam goes, we all go. If Adam would have won, we would have won, and the devil would have been defeated. But Adam did not stand up in who he really was. And he fell, and when he fell, our nature bent. You know, I hear people say this all the time. Say, there's good in everybody. No, it's not. (laughs) 
We may do good, but by God's standard, our nature is bent, which means that God don't see us as good. Uh, y'all don't, y'all, some of y'all looking at me, well, I do some good things. The purpose of why you do it isn't good. Because if I don't know God, if I'm not filled with God, I'm not doing it for him, so God don't see it as good. Uh, do, I need, do, I need to, do I need to throw that out again there? They got it. Listen, listen, God not just look at what we do, he looks at why we do it. And if we're not doing it for his glory, God don't see it as good. It falls below the mark. So guess what? Us at our best fall below the mark. So watch this. So I can come offering my best, but my best isn't good enough. My eternity is pinned on this baby. My future, my destiny, whether I'm going to spend my future in heaven or hell is on this baby. Did you know that at his birth, the wise man wasn't there? That the wise man didn't come until he was a toddler, about two years old. Here in the midst of, 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 of Bethlehem in the fields, angels appeared. This is such a, 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 a awesome event that angels appeared to some dirty, stinking shepherds. <laughs> Peace be on the man. <laughs> May the peace of God, may there be peace between men and God. God has made a way for men to be acceptable to God. Now there's real peace that can be spread aboard because now you are enemies with God. Now God has made a way that you can enter into peace with him. Glory to the highest. There's a baby that has been born. Go see this event. Watch this. They come, they see, and they see the baby, and they start praising God. Shepherds. My brothers and sisters, how can we not praise him on Sunday? When we recognize that your whole salvation experience is wrapped up in Jesus. We ought to have the can't help it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. When, when we come to realize that, that, that we're wretches undone, but his grace saved us. Hallelujah. You know, we got to get to the place. We don't care what nobody thinks. When you recognize that if it had not been for the Lord, I wouldn't be here if it had not been for him. I would not be saved. You don't mind letting people know, yes, I believe in him. Yes, I will praise him. Hey, 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 the angels show up in the middle of the sky 
and they're praising him. And watch this. And he didn't die for them. <laughs> but they recognize you can't see it, but this is God. You're right. They saw who he was, who he is, and we didn't see it. This baby is the one who created everything, stood on nothing and created everything. John helps us by saying that, that, that the word that he is, he is the creator of everything. There's nothing that is that unless it came through him. John chapter 1. He says, and the, and the word became flesh, John 1, 14, and dwell among them. This, this, the communicator of God, how God expressed himself in the Old Testament, how God shows up every time in Old Testament to show his son, now has done the ultimate thing, has become one of us so that we can see who he is. If you want to know who Jesus is, go through the God. If you want to know who God is, go through the Gospels and look at Jesus. Because he is, he is, he is, he is God walking in flesh. And if you want to see the compassion of God, look at Jesus. You want to see the love of God, look at Jesus. You want to see the goodness of God, look at Jesus. You want to see if he cares or not, look at Jesus. You want to see God who shows up and shows out, look at Jesus. And one guy said, well, I will go past Jesus and get to God the Father. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't get through God. You can't get to God the Father without going through God the Son because God the Son is the one who paid the price for your sins. Unless you're covered by his blood because he lived perfectly, you don't get to God. You know what? I'm so glad I'm covered in blood. <laughs> but hold on. Just because you're covered in blood don't give you license to sin. Well, when we see who he really is and the price that he paid, you want to do better. I question the person who's living any old way and say they saved. The reason is, I don't know how you can have the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Godhead in you, and live any old way. Something got to change somewhere, somewhere. Well, I just go get washed up under the blood anymore. Well, wait a minute. The blood washes once. Now the Holy Spirit ought to keep you. Now there ought to be a change of attitude. A change because you recognize the cost that he paid. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I think I gave y'all that one. What's this? Having counseled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting, the note, the bond with his legal decree and demands, which was enforced and stood against us. 
Somebody said, what that means? Did you know that the Ten Commandments and the laws of the Old Testament, what it showed us was the holy character and standard of God that in order to be with God, you had to keep like you was God. Let me say that again. The Ten Commandments is not really for us to live by because we couldn't. But it was showing us how wretched we are because we couldn't live by it. (laughs) Oh, y'all don't hear me. Watch this. If I compare myself to us, I'll pick somebody that's not as good as I am in my own mind. Because the truth of the matter is, we don't really see ourselves. Isn't it funny? We make ourselves better than we really are. You know, sometimes I look back at my house and say, I wasn't that bad. Then God reminds me of some of the stuff I did. Oh, yes, you was. You was, you was really worse than that. Mama, how can I say this? We make ourselves look better and really don't see how horrible. Here he says, the decree, the decree stood against us. The decree of God's standard struck you down. And when this baby grew up and lived perfectly, watch this. Philippians chapter 2 says this. It says that he became a curse. Because anyone who dies on the tree becomes a curse. Now watch this. Did you know before you knew Jesus, you was cursed? And the reason why we was cursed because Abraham, well not Abraham, Adam cursed us, but then we did our own thing that put us in their curse. So watch this. So Jesus became the curse on the cross for you. And watch this. Let me, let me picture this. God took my sins and your sins, and when he was nailing Jesus on the cross, he was nailing your sins and my sins on the cross. What he was doing was saying, I'm getting it out of my way so I can love you like you've never sinned. So I said, when we see Jesus, you ought to see what should have been us. He took Old Testament. Come here. Come here. Since you got red on, it works. The priest, come on, that's his good. It's good. That's good. The priest would do this. The priest would take two goats. And what he would do is, 
all of Israel will be standing there in the Old Testament. There'd be two goats, and he will lay his hands on both. And he would say, you go free. You're going to die for all the sins of Israel. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That goat is called the escape goat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> the picture that God was trying to paint in the Old Testament is Jesus took on all the sins while we run away. Said now don't run, walk away. <laughs> while we escape. That's what it's saying. God took it out of the way. He laid it on Jesus for you and I. The baby. In Bethlehem. The baby that was ordained to die for. The baby. The scripture says this. Hebrews says this. You're not going to see this on screen. Hebrews says this. That, that when God was forming the earth, he knew what was going to happen. That before the foundation of the earth, Jesus speaks up to Father, make me a body and I will go down. So before Genesis 1-1, the plan of salvation was already created. You know, that's, that's too deep for me. Oh, wait a minute. So, so Jesus in the mind of God was already crucified before he started in G- Genesis 1-1. The only thing that I can, I, can, I can come close to that is another biblical story, which is Abraham, who before he crucified Isaac, in his mind is already done. Did y'all hear that? He had to already make up his mind before he started on the journey up the hill. And he already believed that God was going to raise Isaac from the dead. While he made up his mind, he said, I know God's going to raise him from the dead. So when he lift up the, the knife, he didn't have to do it in the physical because he already did it in his mind. And God is saying, he said, I mocked you to do it. I want you to do it in your heart, but I'm going to go through with it for my own son. So I said, many of us said the Jewish people crucified Jesus. The Romans crucified Jesus. I like to debate with you. I believe God the Father crucified his only son. For you... me. My question is, that baby, before he became a baby, sat on a throne. He's in Isaiah chapter 6, that Isaiah saw him high and lifted up, and the angels praising him. That baby is the burning bush that showed up in Exodus. This baby is the one who spoke in Genesis chapter 1, and everything came to existence. This baby is God. Loved us so much that he became one of us to identify with us. 
to get up under whatever we have gone through to lift up off of you whatever you've been through that whatever you've been through you didn't go through it by yourself and that whatever happened to you don't have to keep you bondage because not only have he forgiven you but he will actually get up under the pain of your sorrow, the pain of your hurt, and he will bring healing into your emotions. Turn to your neighbor and say, healing is in Jesus' name. Your healing is in Jesus' name. You can be set free in the name of Jesus. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to stay burdened down. There is power in the name of Jesus. No matter what the devil tried to do to keep you down, deliverance is in Jesus' name. Okay, let me get back to the story. That's how I'm supposed to be telling the story, not preaching. Okay, let me get back to telling the story. Let me get some water. We almost out of here. On to us. A child is born. Now watch this. But a son is given. Do you realize that that is showing the earthly part, a child born, but a son given is saying, before he was given, before he was born, I gave him. He existed from all eternity. You just seeing the manifestation of him wrapped up in human flesh. But before he was that, he, he is the I am. <laughs> he is the great I am of scripture. Wrapped up in, that's why when they asked him, who are you? He said, before Abraham I was. Well, who are you? He said, I am. And they, they wanted to stone him because in saying that he made himself God. He said, I am. Romans 5, 6, and 9, 4. We were still, while we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet perhaps for a good man one would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners... How can I say this? There's nothing you could have done by yourself to save yourself. Matter of fact, your goodness don't motivate God to save you because it's not good. My, my question, when somebody said, well, well, if I don't accept Jesus, I still want to get to heaven. But the gift of heaven is Jesus. Hold on, did, can, did I need to say that again? Listen, you got a gift, got your name on it, but you won't open it. So if you don't open it, you don't get the benefit of it. Y'all get that? Got your name on it, but you won't open it. So now when you stand before God, if you didn't open up your gift, you don't get the benefit of it. Now, the benefit of that gift called Jesus is salvation. 
But if you don't open up your gift, it's not God's fault. Don't say God sent people to hell. God allowed them to go where they want to go because they won't come where he want them to go. Since they don't want to come where they want to go, he ain't going to make them come where he don't want to go. He ain't going to make you go to heaven. He just provided the way for you to go to heaven. But if you don't want to go, guess what? You don't have to go. I don't know about you. I'm going. I already, I already, I already opened up my gift. I already accepted. <laughs> okay, okay, I know. I got to hurry up. Let's go back to Colossians 2, 15, 16, because I didn't finish that. He says, he says, no, he said, this note which it regulates, decrees, and demands. He set aside and cleared it completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. Watch this. I don't, it's as though the stuff, everything was written of your sins and God Listen, the only thing that could have erased away your sin was the blood of Jesus. And the reason why the blood of Jesus, because he was God and fully man. And since he died and he wasn't supposed to die, because it is death comes because of sin. Since he had no sin, he wasn't supposed to die. Can I say that again? That's why the Bible said he gave his life because unless he gave it, he wouldn't have died. Because <laughs> death had no hold on him because had no power on him because he never sinned. So when you accept Jesus, this is full of his blood. There's a little spudge right there. <laughs> so now I says, in spite of me, when I come, he sees my slate as clean. That's something to shout about. Now watch this. Now hold on. Hold on, hold on. Since I realized what it cost him, to clean my slate, I shouldn't want to dirty it up again. When I recognize the price that he paid, listen, 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 and every time we, we sin, guess what he does? You have to accept Jesus again because once you accept him, it's an automatic. Matter of fact, to be honest with you, once he did it because he's God, he took care of the past, present, and future, which means he don't have to go back and do it again. <laughs> now watch this. Now that I recognize that, 
It should help me to do the best I can not to dirty it up again because I recognize the cost that he paid to clean my slate. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. Oh, no, 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 no. Colossians. I didn't finish this. Because this is good. Colossians, what's this, what's this, what's this? God disarmed. Say disarmed. The principles and powers that was arranged against us. You got an enemy and you don't even know it. His name is Satan. He hates the fact that God loves you so much. And guess what? You don't even have to be part of the battle to make him hate you. He hates you from the day you was born because you remind him of God. There's something about you that still have a, have a residue of his image. Listen to what I said. A residue. Why? Because we lost it when Adam disobeyed. But there's some residue of God loving you. Amen. And because God loved you, he can't stand you. But guess what Jesus did on the cross? I, let me say this. This dog chasing me? But when I realized the dog don't have no teeth, I ain't scared of him no more. <laughs> he can only gum me. <laughs> For the Christian who knows how to walk in faith, mm-hmm. Satan been disarmed. Yes, Do you understand that? Listen, you got to know how to walk in who you are. You got to know the truth. You got to know how to stand on the word. But listen what he said. He says, his power over you has been taken away. This army, he no longer has any weapon formed against you that can prosper. <laughs> that means we shouldn't be running from the devil that the devil ought to be getting mad at us because we know who we are in Christ Jesus well, I said, and triumphing over him that means it's not even a battle anymore because in Jesus victory we stand Philippians, don't let you go home. Let this mind be in you, which also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. That's the God here. It's, it's not one God bigger than the other God. As a matter of fact, it's one God but three personalities. And he said, that's hard. I agree. But he's God. If we could understand God we would think that we own him. What is it about God you can't explain? 
Well, I don't understand the Trinity. I don't understand his love. I don't understand his mercy. Matter of fact, there's really nothing about God that I can put my mind around because he's infinite. I am finite. We are always going to be in a position of learning about him because he's bigger and greater than anything we can ever imagine. So get used to not being able to explain him because he's unexplainable. He is beyond understanding. So guess what? I just bow at who he is and know that he is God all by himself. And I thank him for loving me and looking past my... Uh, listen, 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 listen. And made himself of no reputation. I mean, he became a man, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of a man and being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself again when he didn't have to and became obedient even to the point of death. And watch this. He even allowed himself to die on the cross. Talking to a guy at a store, and he said, man, I, I just don't get this Christ thing dying on the cross. I said, man, I said, you, you, got, you, got, you got a child? He said, yeah, man, I, I got a baby boy. I said, you love your baby boy? He said, yeah. I said, would you die for your baby boy? He said, of course. I said, why? Because I love him. Then it hit him what I did. He said, you good, man. You good. You good. <laughs> love will make you do what nothing else Will make you do. The bird said, Love will make you do some crazy things. <laughs> Sometimes, man, that wasn't love. Sometimes that was lust. <laughs> okay. 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 But love will make real love. It was love, y'all. It was love. It was love. He saw your need. He saw my need. See, I, I got to make it personal because if we keep it in a crowd, somebody will, will think it's not about them. No, this is about every one of us. Amen. So when I come to Christmas, I really help me to see that Jesus is the greatest gift. Amen. He is the reason for the season. We have to exalt him all the time. Listen, I don't give him more praise on Christmas. Every day is Christmas. Every day is hallelujah. Every day I'm thankful. Every day I say, if it had not been for you, every day I want to talk to him. Every day I try to recognize that if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And we finish. He says, he says, he says, 
because of what he did in the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus. He said, every knee? Just the Christians, no. Every knee? See, see, whether you know it or not, everybody's going to heaven at some point, but everybody ain't going to stay there. At some point, because those that don't know Jesus are going to go to the right throne judgment, and guess who's going to be sitting on the throne? And Jesus is going to be there, and they're going to see him as God. Now, hold on now. Thank God we're not going to be at the white throne judgment if you know Jesus, because you have already passed the judgment in the blood of Jesus. But in that day, Hitler going to bow. Farrakhan going to bow. Muhammad's going to bow. Whoever going to bow. Well, I said, the devil going to bow. All his demons and imps is going to bow. And everyone, not some of them, everyone is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know what I think? I think that we who know him shouldn't wait until that day. I think if you know he is Lord, a Lord, and King, a King, I think that since we celebrate his birth, his death, and his resurrection, that means that death couldn't hold him. They couldn't hold him. He got up. I think that we ought to say he is Lord of Lords. And now y'all not saying it with me. Come on now. Let's rock the house. He is Lord of Lords. And King a King. Oh, yeah, 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 hold on. Let's shake hell. Look, y'all, y'all, did y'all hear me? Because the devil don't like us to confess that he is Lord. The devil is shaking now. He wants you to sit there and keep your mouth shut. But I think you ought to stand up on your feet for the coming king. I think you ought to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Now, come on, let's do it together. He is Lord, a Lord, a King, a King. He is Lord, a Lord, a King, a King. While you're standing, while you're standing, while you're standing.
do you know him as your Lord, a Lord, and King, a King? Because he is the gift that has been given. And that's the gift you dare not reject. You dare not miss him. See, when you stand before God the Father, what he's going to say is, Father, I know him. He's mine. But if you haven't accepted him, then he would say, I don't know. Not as the baby, but as your savior. <laughs> as your Lord of lords and your kings of kings. Today, if you don't know him, I don't want you to leave out of here don't knowing you can know for yourself but it means that you got to accept him as your lord of lord as your king the king i got ministers that are